2: You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome to Locked On 49ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Brian Peacock here on this Winky Wednesday episode, Nick Winkler, will be joining me in just one second. I do first want to remind everybody to subscribe, rate, review the show on the new Himalaya app, or on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and you can find me on Twitter at peacock That's where a lot of these mailbag questions are gonna be coming from. You can also email the show Locked On49ers at Gmail or go to on 49 erscom to find everything you need. And now let's bring on today's guest. Nicholas Winkler, come on down. Nicholas, fresh off the links, another uh, golf outing today. And if I'm not mistaken, you were golfing with friend of the show, Ryan Covey, also host at 95.7 The Game. Is that not true?
0: No, that is true, uh, Brian. And, you know, it's a funny story because, you know, I've been golfing with Covey for a long time, and I I know he came on your show and talked about it a little bit, and he, he mentioned that little temper. That he gets sometimes when he's out on the course. Well, the the very first time we played golf together, we were having a great time. You know, we're out there and, you know, about like the eighth hole or something, he's having a rough day and he shanks his three wood and he just throws it and it snaps in half. And he's just like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Like, man, I'm so mad at myself. I've never never done that before. Well, today on about the 12th (laughs) hole or so, he shanks his three wood and just chucked it into the... Into a tree and it just snapped in half. I was just <laughs> like, "Oh, that's the Kobe! You pulled the Kobe move."
1: The three wood, uh, okay. It's that pesky three wood. It's got a smaller head. It's hard to hit, man.
0: It is. It has got the long shaft. Yeah, it takes a lot of precision. It's one of the tougher ones to hit. And yeah, he he hit that tree really well with it because it just snapped it right in half, man. And he, he just should... looked at me. He's like, his eyes got all big. I'm like, yeah. I mean, that's kind of
1: your thing, right? I mean, <laughs> You say you've never done it, but I've seen you do it twice, bro. They should make the ball out of what they make the tree out of. Oh, I know, right? Because he hit it dead on. <laughs> I
0: mean, it was just bam.
1: Oh, uh, that's great. That's good. You know what's funny, though, is that when he came on the show and talked about your golf, he did talk about his temper, but he gave you props as a golfer, and then you just came on and crushed him.
0: Well, I mean, he's a good golfer. You know, it's just he, he every once in a while, you know, just gets into this like, you know, mode where it just, he hates golf and he's like, why do I do this? You know, and I, I do that too. I mean, there's times where I'm just like, God, why do I do this to myself? I just four putted it on this hole or I just, you know, three chunk a chip and yeah, no, it was a, it was a good round. It's, you know, always great to hang out with Kobe out on the course. And you know, anytime somebody breaks the club out of anger, you got to mention it.
1: I got to get out there with you guys. I'm not very good, but uh, I, I have I don't have a temper or anything when I golf because I don't think I'm good at it. You know, you do get frustrated at sometimes. You know, when you you miss an easy shot or something like that, or I, I'm just terrible with my driver, so I just can't get all over the place. So I just stick with the irons for the most part. But I I have like this ADD thing going on where I want to I want the game to go faster, and I find myself mm-hmm. like rushing through. Like I wish there was a, a brand of golf where you like kind of ran the course. There's like nine holes and you tried to also do it for time. Well, they have speed golf where you can actually run
0: and it's all about your time and how long it takes you to get through 18. And didn't Eric Burns, the baseball player, break some record like he did like a 24-hour golf marathon where he was just like running the whole time? People out there, look it up. It's pretty incredible. He did it recently
1: too. I remember hearing something about an endurance. Eric Burns is always doing some kind of weird stuff, but... um, Yeah, that's interesting. I would be, uh, that would be fun. I don't necessarily want to compete the time. It needs to be like a combination of still a good score. Like you don't want to rush through it. It shouldn't be only time. It has to also be you play good golf, but you're just like, you're moving at a better pace. Like I find myself wanting to get going.
0: Well, the speed too, you know, the better you shoot, the less, you know, the fewer times you have to stop to hit the ball. So, you know, I guess good right. score would definitely help you out yeah
1: that's true and i think a lot of it is i think a lot of people are trying to just get away from the wife for longer so maybe i've right. got a better so situation like, now why I would have...
0: i want this to take less than five
1: hours <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do 36 holes today
0: right right oh yeah oh well just let's just jump back over on three and play the loop again <laughs> no, no one will care no we actually skipped ahead of some guys today we we're behind a foursome that was just you know, taking forever. And it does get a little frustrating, too, when you have to wait on every single shot. Like, I like to have, you know, build up some rhythm. Right. And you just wait waiting, waiting, and waiting. And, yeah, that's no fun. So, yeah, we, we jumped ahead of some guys as they were on the, the green. We're like, all right, we'll go ahead and call this a double. We'll call it a double. <laughs> we're not hitting very well
1: right now. Uh, we're going to get to some 49ers and some mailbag questions here. But I got one more for you, Nick, about the golf. Have you done the, the top golf thing?
0: I did. Actually, I did that recently for my uh, nephew's birthday. They live up in Roseville. And I went up there, and it's cool. You know, it's, a, it's a, not really a whole lot of skill, you know, because it's all about, like, getting into these huge uh, – I don't think they're buckets. They're, like, holes in the ground, you know. And, uh, you know, if you can do it consistently, you start getting points. But you can shake a shot, it hits a ball, bounces to the left, and all of a sudden, you know.
1: All right, we're back with Nick. We've got him uh, back on the line, and we're going to go cell phone connection instead of internet connection here. And, look, we didn't need to talk any more golf anyway. Let's get to this 49ers mailbag. Let's go to Mike on Twitter. He said, Bay Wink better give us his rant this Wednesday about Kyler Murray going number one overall. I literally was waiting from Friday of the draft until last Wednesday to hear it, and he brought it up at the end of the pod, and it was very disappointing because we bailed out at the very end of the podcast. And um, if for those of you who don't remember, Nick Winkler was 100% convinced that it was all a smokescreen. Kyler Murray was not going number one overall. And he was guaranteeing it. And so uh, this might be the wink of the stink, wink in the stink on today's show. Uh, Nick, Nick, how are you feeling about that? And thank you, Mike, for reminding us to call him out on it.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, we ran out of time last week. I thought I was going to get away with this one. It's, it's ridiculous, dude. I, I get it. I totally get why they did it. You know, they bring in this coach, and he's in love with Kyler Murray, and they're like, all right, this is your guy. We're gonna, you're going to hit your wagon with this guy. It just it doesn't make any sense to me. It seems like a waste. And I love it because the Cardinals are in the, the West, you know. Please keep wasting draft picks on quarterbacks. Hopefully he's a bust and they have to do it again next year because Rosen's in Miami. Please, please keep it up, Cardinals. Keep being super smart.
1: Do you think, I mean, like in the long run, if they got the better quarterback, it was the right move though, right?
0: It's a big if though. I mean, you don't know. I just feel like with, with draft picks, there's such a crap shoot, especially with quarterbacks. And you went out... And you signed this guy last year because you thought this was the guy. And I get it, it's a new head coach, and he maybe doesn't believe that. But you're you're, you're putting a lot of stock in a 5'10 quarterback. I'm just – I don't know. You watch him throw at Oklahoma. You know, you watch any of his highlights, he's on his tiptoes. And he's looking over college climate. Now you're going to be in the pros. You're going to be – everybody there is going to be the best guy from the other team, but you're going to have 11 at him coming at you. And the five guys in front of you are going to be bigger and stronger and fatter, and it's – I don't know. I just you
1: don't get a step stool when you're out there. Like I, I just I don't buy it. I don't see it. So it's Halloween night, primetime football, forty ers and Arizona Cardinals. It's the first series of the game. Kyler Murray under center. It's third down. He takes the snap. He's got six seven DeForest Buckner in the middle. Next to him is six seven Eric Armstead. And then on the outside, on either side of him, coming after him with speed and anger is D. Ford and Nick Bosa. How do you like those odds for the 49ers?
0: I love them. I mean, you know, let's get, let's get real here. The guy's not a whole lot different size-wise from Russell Wilson. And I've mentioned many times on this show how much I hate Russell Wilson because he's so elusive. He's like a snake, man. You just can't get your hands on him. He's just like a, a greased-up pig. And, you know, hopefully Tyler Murray's not like that, too. Just what to be honest? You know, there, there aren't a whole lot of Russell Wilsons out there. You know, I think there's really just the one. So, you know, I, I love it. I I am so happy that the Cardinals took Kyler Murray. I I honestly didn't think they would because I didn't think they were that stupid, but apparently they are. But then, I love it.
1: <laughs> and that wink and the stink was brought to you by Blue Chew. <laughs> Greased up today, guys. Do you remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra something, that extra confidence in bed, listen up, bluechew.com. That's like blue, the color blue, and chew like you chew it. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's blue Promo code LOCKEDON to try it free. BlueChew is the
3: better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
1: All right, here we go. The next segment here is going to be all about the wide receiver position. And I think yesterday's podcast and I've had some nice conversations on Twitter about uh, thoughts about certain wide receivers, who they drafted, where they drafted them and how this wide receiver core is going to look now. And so, Nick, I'll put it to you, and we'll see if we can figure this out for the 49ers when they're making the final 53 after training camp going into September. If you had to guess right now, this question was from guy on Twitter. He said, or maybe Gee, I'm not sure how he pronounces that one. If uh, you had to guess right now, who's in and who's out at wide receiver? His guess, Debo Samuel, Jalen Hurd, Dante Pettis, Marquise Goodwin, Kendrick Bourne, Richie James those are his six and remember last year the 49ers I believe broke camp with six wide receivers that's pretty standard for them uh, how, how do you see this thing shaking out
0: I, I don't think Bourne and James make the team I'll be honest with you I, I think they brought in Jordan Matthews for a reason he's got big bodied wide receiver they can go up and get it on those 50-50 balls and I, I, I definitely see him making the team and I, I also I'm a Trent Taylor guy and I know they are too so I think that in you know, if it was up to me, i, I swap out Bourne and i, I swap out um, <clears throat> James. And I think you, you plug in and Matthews and Taylor. And I think that's your, your wide receiving core. But that being said, I, I really liked what you said with Croc yesterday when you were talking about, you know, I, I don't think that they're necessarily going to put a number on receivers. I think they're going to put a number on offensive weapons going W's. forward. And I, I, maybe they do.
1: I love that. I, I'm thinking like, okay, So how many O.W.'s, 14 or 15, right? Let's count all the running backs, all the wide receivers, all the tight ends, and then you just make him work. And he's got some crossover there now. He's got some guys that can do both. He's got some guys that can go out wide. He's got about, there's literally, let's see, eight players that could play in the slot. So that makes me wonder, like, a player like, say, Trent Taylor, who's basically a slot-only guy, do you need a slot-only guy when – nine other dudes literally counting all the tight ends and running backs could go line up in the slot at any moment. Uh, So that makes me wonder if Trent Taylor's, you know, his spot might be a little tenuous. I'm not sure. You know, Richie James, it might be Richie James versus Trent Taylor. James is going to have more special teams value. He could play all three wide receiver positions probably. Does that put him over the top, over Taylor? Because like you said, I know the 49ers love Trent Taylor, and he's so good in the slot. He's such a good niche player there because he wins. And there's nobody I would rather have in the slot on the 49ers roster, even now with all those players lining up there in the slot on third and three, third and four, than Trent Taylor, because he can shake guys. He's tough. He can make make the catch in traffic and move the chains, even though he might not do a lot else for you. That's pretty valuable. And I think Kyle Shanahan loves that he has that. But everybody else he's brought in has that ability to to shake people in short areas, especially Debo Samuel and Jalen Hurd this year, Pettis last year. So... Yeah, the veterans is a question for me. Goodwin, I think you got to keep Goodwin at this point because and this might be Goodwin's last year. I don't think he's going to get cut or anything like that unless he says, you know what? I, I'm getting beat up in this sport. I want to train for the 2020 Olympics. Maybe that happens. Maybe that happens after the season. Right. But you need between Dante Pettis. We've seen those injuries with both guys. Dante Pettis and Marquise Goodwin, they're both going to fight for that X wide receiver job and you hope that Between those two guys, you have one guy healthy all season long, and I think it's going to be hard to move off of either one of those guys. So you're too deep at the X position. At the Z spot, I think that's why they drafted Debo. The question here is, if he wins the starting job, do you need to keep the veteran who's only on a one-year deal like Matthews? Do you need to keep Kendrick Bourne to back him up or do you let Richie James, or do you let Dante Pettis sort of use that versatility to be sort of the backup there? Jalen Hurd, where is he going to line up? Is he going to be a slot only like he was in college, at least for his rookie year while he develops? Is he going to be more of that OW and maybe be doing some other things and not be treated so much as a wide receiver? So should we maybe count not count him in the six wide receivers? So I have a lot of questions. There's going to be a ton of battles, but the only thing I know for sure right now is that Dante Pettis, Debo Samuel, and Jalen Hurd, just because they're just recently drafted and they're not going to move on from either uh, any of those guys. Even if let's say Debo or Jalen Hurd as rookies show up and they're awful in camp, they're rookies. They're second and third round picks. They're not going to get rid of them. You know, maybe you, maybe Hurd. Maybe they decide after camp, like, okay, Jalen Hurd is not ready. We don't want him to be a wide receiver long term. We actually want him to bulk up and become a, a tight end, H back running back hybrid type of a player so maybe we'll just sort of you know maybe he got hurt quote unquote and we're going to hide him on IR for the year ask him to gain 10-15 pounds come back next year as a tight end maybe something like that but they're not going to cut any of those three guys so Pettis, Debo, Hurd those guys are locks the question is with the other five guys they're not going to keep eight do you cut one of those guys do you cut two is it the veterans Uh, If you're keeping Goodwin, can you have anybody like Bourne and Matthews who don't really do much on special teams? Can you afford to keep more backups that aren't playing special teams? I don't know if Hurd is going to be playing special teams. Uh, So there's a lot of questions there and a lot of battles going on. If you're too deep at every position, I would think that it's the backup Z where the most competition is because you've got Goodwin and Pettis at X. In the slot, you have Taylor and James. James can move around. Jordan Matthews can play the slot. Hurd can be the slot. It's that backup to Debo, or maybe somebody wins the job because, you know, hey, it's it's not easy to jump in as a rookie wide receiver in the NFL. Maybe Debo has to back up at least to start the year at Z, and maybe it's Kendrick Bourne, Jordan Matthews that wins that job. So that, that's going to be a very interesting scenario there, and I think I think it's too early to say for sure because they have to play this out, and I think there's going to be some straight-up competitions, which is going to make everybody better.
0: Yeah, I think you nailed it when you mentioned special teams. Uh, you know that six guys definitely got to be out there on special teams and probably the number five guy as well. And, yeah, I don't necessarily see Jordan Matthews out there as a gunner. You know, I don't, I don't see that going down. And, and it's Kendrick Bourne can't even do that, like, I don't know. I mean, with Bourne, you're talking about your leading receiver from a year ago, a guy who stayed healthy and was out there. So it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be one of those really interesting battles to watch, that's for sure.
1: And the other question I have is they brought in Jordan Matthews. They drafted Jalen Hurd pretty high. Was it a pretty, I mean, was this an obvious move where going into the offseason, they were like, look, we need, we want to add this big slot element to our offense. So do, is that a new position? Do they keep both those guys because of that reason? And you've got Hurd learning behind Jordan Matthews maybe as rookie. Or is it a situation where it's like we need one big slot, so let's sign Matthews just in case we don't find anybody in the draft. They found the guy in the draft. so Now they're like, okay, well, you know, we'll see what happens. But maybe we don't need Jordan Matthews now because we 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 drafted the guy. So it, that could go either way too. So I just, I just don't really know what to think about how they're building this thing. The guy who has the most unique skill set, like I mentioned, all of these players are sort of wiggly, short area guys, and a lot of them can line up in the slot. Goodwin is the most obvious different player here because he's your deep threat. He's your 427 speed guy. He's going to be mostly on the outside, even though he's moved around a little bit for the 49ers, too. So maybe that saves him. He's the veteran. He's well liked. If I had to guess, I mean, let, let's just put our full. I, I, you have to remind me what your guess was because you mentioned it earlier. I already forgot. Pettis, Debo, Hurd, Taylor, Goodwin, James. That's six for me. I think there's a chance they keep seven, and Hurd is sort of your extra player O.W. that they're not sure what to do with yet, and that would leave the door open for Kendrick Bourne versus Jordan Matthews for the last spot. But if I had to pick six, it's Pettis, Debo, Hurd, Taylor, Goodwin, James.
0: Yeah, mine's all the same except I switched James and Matthews, although, you know, and after you mentioned the special team thing, I, I think you might be right. It might be James.
1: Yeah, because you, you can't have that extra roster spot of a guy who's your backup wide receiver who's not on the field that much who is also not playing special teams. So for Jordan Matthews, and maybe it's that way for Goodwin, too, and and probably for Kendrick Bourne, if they don't win a starting spot, they don't win a roster spot at all.
0: Right. I I think you might be right.
1: All right, good stuff there. I'm glad we hashed that out. I think we have a good idea, and it's going to be a really fun competition. And they're eight deep, and they have more. There's more guys on the roster that we didn't even talk about, and those guys are long, long shots to make the roster now. So... Uh, That's going to be a fun competition watching those wide receivers in training camp in the preseason. Let's keep it rolling on this Locked On 49ers Winky Wednesday Mailbag.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: This is from our friend Used Goat on Twitter. He said, which undrafted free agents, if any, have a shot at cracking the roster? Wink, have you gotten into the undrafted free agents and started crunching that tape yet?
0: No, not just yet. I, I had to play golf first. Uh, I was going to do that
1: tonight. You don't have. uh you don't, um You don't have the tape rolling on the cart while you're playing golf and you're watching film in between holes.
0: Not, not today. Today we decided instead to uh, listen to music. Okay. So unfortunately, I didn't do my homework. Now, thanks for calling me out in front of the class.
1: <laughs> uh, there's really one guy that stands out to me. It's Ross Reynolds, who's the guard from Iowa. And he's been hurt, and he only, I think, played four games last year because of injuries. But at his pro day workout, I mean, it was George Kittle-esque how athletic he was for his position and really fits in well with someone who can really move and get out and block on the move. So I think a fit for Kyle Shanahan's offense. I think it's still a long shot for any of the undrafted free agents, but I've had to bet on one. It would be Ross Reynolds, the guard out of Iowa. And, uh, I mean, he was like five flat in the 40. He was running better... Better uh, three cone and agility drill times than than a lot of tight ends. Uh, threw down nice. twenty-seven reps in the bench press or or something like that. So solid there. So just really like incredible workouts across the board. So I'm intrigued by Ross Reynolds. That'll be my pick for sure.
0: I like that. Yeah. The O-line, you know me, I'm not a Lakin Tomlinson guy. So you're talking <laughs> okay. about a guard that can make the team. I'm rooting for him.
1: Yeah, and they need depth. I mean, that's that's the position that you want uh to, if you were a, an offensive lineman, 49ers is a nice spot for you to sign as an undrafted free agent because I think there is going to be some battle there for some depth. If he could do, say, a backup center and guard, uh, that would be huge for him to try to make the team. And there is some competition there on the back end of the roster, but um, offensive tackle, interior line, uh, depth is going to be needed. And the 49ers didn't draft anybody there uh, high. They drafted Justin School in the sixth round that is going to battle probably Sean Coleman to be that swing tackle. There's some there's some openings on the offensive line. That's going to be a fun one in camp too. At the bottom of the roster, I think we know who all the starters are going to be there.
0: Yeah, I mean you mentioned camp, man. I really love you know getting reports out of the rookie mini camps, and I love you know looking at all the stills. And occasionally you get like a little snap of a video, and yeah, no, it's a lot of fun,
1: man. Let's go to Nde the Rock. On Twitter, he said, Hey, Brian, Leo, and Nick, shouting out my son. Thank you. That'll always get you on. Shouting out Nick. He liked it. Probably did not read it. Draft takeaway is Niners may have drafted the three best players at their position. Bosa, Samuel, and... <laughs> he doesn't even write the punters, And he just said punter name, which is really funny to me. Mike Wodowski, <laughs> Bosa, Samuel, and punter name. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Who do you want to see taking punts and kickoffs? Debo seems valuable. Best pick, Bosa. In three years, it's Hurd. So he loves the Hurd pick. He thinks he's going to be the best pick in three years. I'm really interested to see what happens with Hurd because there's so much uh, dissenting, Uh, so, you know, different opinions about Jalen Hurd. Um, the punter yeah i mean i don't i think bosa and the punter they definitely got the best players at those positions in the draft that should come in and, and you know be good right away at least that's on paper that's that's what they should be doing samuel's an interesting one because i bet there are some teams that had samuel as the number one wide receiver in the draft and maybe the 49ers were one of those i mean he was the i think he was the third wide no fourth wide receiver taken no third third wide receiver sure, taken I right? believe. yeah yeah uh he was my number 3 wide receiver in the draft i i That's the position that's so interesting, I think, in this draft because there were so many really good mid-round type players. It wasn't top-heavy. There wasn't a lot of guys. Obviously, the the, the first guy taken was 22 overall, and then there was a big run throughout really the rest of the draft. There were players, I think, that were undrafted, like Emmanuel Hall and Keelan Doss, that would have been mid-rounders in other years. But it was just so deep, and teams that needed wide receivers took wide receivers, and there just wasn't enough spots for all these guys such a deep draft but i bet there was 32 different i mean there there could have been 30 almost 32 different number 1 wide receivers you know i mean there, it's that crazy how it's that crazy how deep this draft class was how different all the guys skill sets were at the position and i'm i'm sure every team saw that position completely differently like the 49ers probably had jalen Hurd really high they might have even taken Hurd in the second round if, if samuel wasn't there who knows maybe that's how much they liked him and i bet there were some teams that didn't like Hurt at all and, and had him as a, a late round pick or something like that. So it's going to be a fun position to watch and see how these guys develop. And I think the 49ers got some some good players. And we said it before. We gave him a B plus. People keep getting mad at me because I, you know, am punching some holes in the draft. And there are some things that I didn't love about the way they maneuvered and the way they um uh, the value as I saw it, and people are getting mad at me about it. Because as soon as someone gets drafted, you know how fans are, it's like, let's put a gold jacket on this dude. I'm buying a jersey. These are the eight best players that have ever existed in the NFL because my team drafted them. And I understand that mentality, but um, it's going to be fun to watch how these guys develop. And when it comes to the 49ers draft, it's all about Nick Bosa. It's all about Debo Samuel. If those guys are the real deal, then everything else they get in this draft is crazy, is gravy. And then you throw in you know, a nice punter there in the fourth.
0: Yeah, I mean it could go from a B plus to an A plus really quickly, you know. If Jalen Hurts does turn out to be just this weapon that the 49ers use on special teams, and you know, have him out there at four different positions during a game, and you know, you gotta account for him on the wheel routes, you know, all this stuff. Like there's there's a lot of a lot of upside, a lot of potential there that this could turn into even an even better uh, draft than we believe it is right now. And as it, as we sit right now, very very pleased.
1: Honest opinion, when you saw quote-unquote punter name, show up on the ticker for the 49ers in the fourth round? Were you super excited about it? Were you like, what the hell is going on? Uh, how did you feel at that moment?
0: I, I didn't like when they took pinion in the fifth. So this was like, "What wow, a fourth? Come on! <laughs> I just kept waiting for them to address the secondary issue. So when they addressed the punter issue before that, yeah, I was definitely a little distraught.
1: I almost enjoyed it because of how awesome it was to watch in real time to watch the reactions. It was, you know, because it's always just a little bit delayed. It was like, pick against, gets announced, and you're like, okay, and then you have your reaction, and then you just watch it go, because, you know, obviously on Twitter, there's a lot of 49ers follows that I have on on my timeline. So it's just hundreds all of a sudden, and everyone's like, oh my God, what? What is going on? (laughs) Unanimously, everyone is like, Dumbfounded and blown away, and then it's awesome to see like three days later, just people dying to defend the pick. You know, once they're like, "Right," oh, but now he's our guy, so don't you dare say anything bad about him. And I love that. <laughs> and actually, and I think uh, I think wishnowski has a chance to be a fan favorite just because of that Australian rules football background, and he's he's athletic and he's a big dude, and if he's a legit punter and he's a weapon, and maybe even you know touches the ball a couple times, run maybe a, a fake here or there gets in on a tackle because he's athletic and big and has tackled people before on the rugby or not rugby sorry I got troll last time dang it's not rugby it's australian rules football oh yeah he has a chance to actually be a, a fan favorite so the hope there is that he punts for the 49ers for a long time is legit and look he's going to be 31 years old at the end of his rookie contract cuz he's 27 already so yeah he's got to be it's got to be a, a longevity thing with him as well as being good to be worth that fourth round pick for a punter
0: yeah, you can't mention rugby when you're talking to 49ers fans, dude. They start getting flashbacks to the Hain train.
1: <laughs> I know exactly. And I learned all those lessons about which is which and, and what the rules are and how they're different when we went through the Hain thing. And I made the mistake. I called it Australian rules rugby, man, and I got tore up for it. So, and it was deservedly so. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I know better. I know yeah, better.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was ready to rip you anyone too, but I was like, all right, enough people got him. Right, I'll, I will <laughs> let him slide.
1: Let's finish it off with Jason. I think this is going to be a short answer here. He said, do you think the recent Anthony Davis news means anything significant for the 49ers? For those who aren't following along, Anthony Davis wants to be reinstated to play in the NFL once again. He's last, uh, I think his last time starting for the 49ers in 2014. Former and now future 49er? What do you think?
0: I don't know, man. You quit on your team like that. I mean, we, we tried it with Joe Williams, right? You talk about a guy that quit on his team, you draft, me like, ah, he'll be all right. I mean, this is a guy that the 49ers spent a pretty high draft pick on. They expected him to, to be around for a really long time, and then, then what do he do? You know, he bounced. I don't know, man. I, I, I mean, I'm all about second chances. So, you know, if he's sincere and he really wants to get back into it and he took time away and his body's healed up, then, you know, bring him in and let him fight for a spot. But I'll, I'll be honest, I'm real skeptical.
1: This is an easy one for me. This is like the Kimbe matumbo swatting that He's into the, the first out. row, the finger wag, like zero chance He's with the 49ers. It. And I would say like a point zero zero one chance that he signs with anybody in the NFL. Uh, nobody wants a part of that. that that's uh, there's a head case inside there. I don't think he, anybody's going to mess with that. And what kind of football shape, what kind of skills are you going to have five years, four years after you've, Last played in the NFL. So uh, I would say zero ch- shot we see Anthony Davis wearing an NFL uniform anytime soon. But uh, XFL, it's out there.
0: There you go. Yeah. It'll be broadcast on major networks. We're all going to actually get to see it, unlike the ass. Ah. But no, we're back to Davis, man. I, I really feel like if he is in good football shape and he can help a football team, I bet someone does sign him. I mean, offensive line's tough, man. I, I just I hope it's not with the 49ers. That's all.
1: I think he's still pretty young, actually, because he was only 20 years old when he came into the league. So maybe someone That's takes a shot. Point. I doubt it. And maybe he, have, he would have to go play in another league, show that he can still play, and he would get a shot again. Uh, but I have my doubts. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, Nick, thanks again for joining me here on the show. My pleasure, buddy. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Be back tomorrow with Brad Motter of Locked On Rams, keeping those <laughs> NFC West crossovers going right here on